Hey, what's going on, guys? Who do we have on the Victory Impact Twitter account? Hey, how's it going? This is Anthony. I'm the CEO of Victory Impact. Hey, what's going on, Anthony? And I think we have John up on stage as well. Yes, good morning, yep. afternoon, evening, depending on where everyone is. Uh, nice to meet everybody. <laughs> likewise, likewise. Gentlemen, before we get started, do you want to give our audience a quick background into yourselves, your origin story, your career trajectory, uh, what piqued your interest in Web3, and then what ultimately got you to dive into the industry? Sure, yeah. Um, so again, nice to meet everybody. My name's Anthony Kadju. I'm the CEO, co-founder of Victory Impact. Um, before coming to crypto, I had a career in finance, um, starting at Merrill Lynch and then going to Raymond James. Um, and then I'm also the co-founder and CEO of a national beverage company called Coaqua, um, sold nationally on Amazon, Sprouts Farmers Market, um, a lot of other major retailers around the country. Um, got into Victory Impact um, after meeting John oh. through our involvement in the Bikes for Kids Foundation. Um, just we're crypto enthusiasts, love investing in it. And then um, we wanted to come up with an idea to kind of support charities, um, which then turned into us creating a business, which ultimately is going to give people rewards to travel and buy things online at very big discounts. I'm going to jump in and add one more thing to Tony's bio because he's too humble, but uh, his national beverage company is actually the number one coconut selling water per skew in the country right now. But uh, John Spinner, uh, thank you, everybody. Um, my career has really been in insurance, uh, you know, for the last, uh, well, near 20 years now. I started as an insurance agent, um, ended up going into corporate management, um, eventually founding my own uh, national brokerage slash marketing organization. Um, I sold my shares to my partner in 2019, then uh, kind of got more into the um, really kind of groundbreaking industry, like uh, we call it the insure tech space, but really more focused on innovation and new product development and insurance since that point. Invested in several startups as well. Um, sold one tech startup uh, uh, last year. Um, and like Tony said, uh, active crypto enthusiast prior. I actually got introduced to blockchain through insurance. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the insurance space when it comes to blockchain integrations and really just innovation labs are, are often centered around blockchain dev uh, in the insurance space now. Um, turned me into a crypto investor. And like Tony said, we were kind of tasked as board members of a, a national charity of, you know, coming up with a new way to, you know, really kind of change the way charitable giving is thought of and make it a more sustainable system. And we knew Web3 could be could be an answer. Um, so we ended up developing an entire business plan around it to kind of actualize that actualize that goal. And uh, here we are today. Right on. I got to try this Coaqua. I'm a big Harmless Harvest fan, uh, although that. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a bit. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty good stuff, too. Um, you know, so we're similar to them in that we do use young coconuts. So it's going to be a lot more flavorful than your, you know, typical coconut waters you're used to. Um, but we have a differentiator to where we heat it up to a high temperature and slightly caramelize the sugars in the coconut water. So it gives it like a very favorable caramel, creamy taste that people really like. 
Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I see that you guys, I mean, I know that you can order them on Amazon, but I see you guys have a location uh, in Florida. I'll be there for Bitcoin in Miami, so I might have to swing by that location. Oh, nice. Between Fort Lauderdale and Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there's some Sprouts Farmer's Markets down there. Um, yeah, I would love to meet up and give you some. That'd be great. Right, Han. And so, I mean, you're both seasoned entrepreneurs, and you've had quite a bit of success in your careers. Now you're you're taking your taking your shot at Web three. Uh, let's dive in, right? Let's let's learn about what Victory Impact is, what your vision is. A high level overview is always great to start, and then we can jump into the nuts and bolts of things. Yeah, great, John. Do you want to take that one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I guess just a, a, a what is VIT. Um, <laughs> uh, so for a project summary, I mean, we're, we're kind of, we always say like the easiest way to explain what we have is, is kind of a web 2.5 project. You know, we're marrying the worlds of, of traditional, uh, you know, traditional web two and web three uh, to create kind of a cohesive, expansive ecosystem. So I mean, it is a cryptocurrency, but it's built to support people of, you know, all financial statuses and, you know, our ultimate goal is to provide access to crypto in a way that's never been done before, provide the easiest on-ramp and the least path of resistance to getting into, into cryptocurrency. Um, it's going to be a market leading discount program. We want to provide best in class pricing on consumer products, travel, and then we want to also do exclusive experiences, um, whether that's pop-up events um, around the U.S., uh, Europe, Asia, and Africa, um, starting in the U.S., but then expanding out from there on those pop-up events, doing exclusive vacations and other other giveaways. And we, we want to do you know national conventions every year, too, where we invite people, excuse me, international conventions where we in, you know, invite all expenses paid people uh, through a raffle and um, just really kind of create, in addition to the best-in-class uh, discount programs, we want to make it a true, true over over the top, you know, uh, on scene rewards experience uh, for all of our members, and uh, ultimately, we have the charity focus too. Uh, that's what the reason why we created a whole business model around it. Um, so, on the charity focus, we do offer a portion of every token sale um, and product sale does have a direct impact and contribution to charity. No, and uh, if you don't mind me adding too, I think that's important, right? You know, it was born out of John and I's involvement with the Bikes for Kids Foundation, which is one of the charities that we're supporting. But we quickly said to ourselves, we can't just create a token that is only going to support charity, right? It would be no better than a lot of the meme tokens that you see out there today where people pile in, you know, whether it's for, you know, a green frog or, you know, some sort of dog, we'd be essentially replacing those with just giving bikes to kids. And I mean, that's great and all, and we think that a lot of people would support that. But at the end of the day, we quickly said to ourselves, we need to create a business. And the first idea that we had was potentially tying a blockchain to the beverage company that I have um, and offering some rewards that way. And then through John's connections, um, you know, as we were kind of finishing the plan, he had made some inroads as far as delivering discounts to people. So with that, we've more or less formulated an ecosystem where we're going to be able to offer some of the lowest prices on the internet when it comes to travel and also some of the lowest prices on the internet when it comes to everyday consumer goods. 
And the way that it's going to work is, is that you're going to pay for a hotel room. And then after your stay, you're going to get a rebate in the form of victory impact token, which you can either a convert it into cash, um, B choose to hold on to it. Um, and then C, you know, if you want, we'll have uh, something called our victory gift platform where you can further donate to charity if you like. So that's really our vision is, is that, you know, we've seen, you know, retailers like Walmart, um, you know, they dominated. Um, we've seen retailers like Amazon.com. They took over what was going on with the Web 2 revolution and being able to offer products there. Um, our vision is, is that we think that we can be just as big of a company. The only difference is, is that instead of having the value chain and, you know, traditional business model, we're taking that value chain that exists within these businesses and transplanting it onto a Web3 network. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, I guess, not a lot, but a few questions that came up in my head was, um, I, I think, John, you said that you guys are trying to provide the easiest on-ramp and least path of resistance to getting into crypto. Would you elaborate on that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, that's, uh, I think what does stand out most about this token, like there is a real use case, a real utility behind it. Um, you know, right down to the core of our code, we built, we're well, excuse me, building the token, um, uh, which we'll get into timing hey, on that sorry. as well I'm later. Sorry to, oh, no. sorry to interrupt. Oh, sorry. Noah, can you let, uh, that crypto junkie in as a speaker as well. Yep, done. All right, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the the actual code of the token, like the token, is purely built around um, this ecosystem. So when we we say an easy on ramp, um, I mean we've all been there. Definitely everybody on this call uh, through the crypto journey, everybody has the same pain points when they get in. I mean it, it's confusing, it's difficult to <laughs> even even get a wallet initially, um, everything about it's hard. So for the easy on-ramp, um, you know, you literally will create a membership onto our, our discount site. Um, initially that's going to be travel. That'll be our first launch. And then we'll la launch the, uh, e-commerce, you know, roughly probably two months later. And we'll get into more timing on that as well, as far as when we, when we plan on launch. Uh, but you go and sign up for our membership site, just a simple, simple login like you would any other membership site. Um, and then you go in and just either book travel or purchase the goods you're already purchasing. You don't have to come out of pocket. You don't have to have a complicated uh, setup. You don't have to buy ETH first um, to go trade other tokens. You don't have to go through, you know, an obscene KYC uh, <laughs> um, process. It, it's just literally as easy as forming a membership going in either booking travel or purchasing goods you already purchased and you'll get rewarded uh, in the form of our token. Uh, and when I mentioned that the code was built around um, supporting this ecosystem, you know, we, we have, we think it's pretty unique. Um, you know, essentially your rebates are rewards. And then those rewards, when you choose to, you just click and you'll convert them into the VIT token our code actually mints new tokens equivalent to the U.S. dollar amount um, that your reward points equal to. And then simultaneously, we'll burn tokens um, to make sure that, you know, we, we keep it a deflationary coin. So uh, it, it's built right into the core of our code. And, you know, it's a very easy thing for somebody just to create an online membership and go and purchase stuff that they're already purchasing at a discounted price. 
So as far as consumer sites or travel sites, do you have any in mind or do you have any in the pipeline that you guys are planning on partnering and integrating with? And so I'm I'm assuming you're setting up an infrastructure so that people can shop as they do day to day, but they do it through your portal or through the infrastructure that you've integrated with each respective website and they're in tokens as a result. Correct. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be um, our infrastructure that we, we set up. We do have a number of partners, um, uh, third-party partners. We also have direct relationships with, with, uh, especially on the, uh, when we do launch, everybody will find out like on the international brand side of things and the very large brands, we will get direct relation. We have direct relationships with, um, and you'll see the steepest discounts there, but otherwise we are partnered, um, you know, essentially as affiliate marketers and we're, basically giving the commissions back to the consumer. Um, so we do have some third-party partnerships and then uh, a lot of direct relationships, at least with the very large, on the very large brand side of things. Um, it will be our own, own ecosystem. Our booking engine uh, is not going to be partnered with the, uh, so on the travel side, because I, I think that's probably what your question was referring to. Our booking engine is not going to be tied to the major travel engines. Um, we have our own separate partnerships and deals. Um, we'll actually have an API call to a lot of the major booking engines uh, where you can actually can live compare our price to their price. So like we, we have an API call to Expedia, Orbitz, and Priceline. And you can real-time compare what we're offering to what they're offering for the same exact stay. Uh, but we, we won't be affiliated with those very large uh, booking engines, they essentially have done what we did. Only obviously, uh, being and to clarify, it, to clarify, John, those those booking engines are going to be our competitors. They're our direct competitors. Yep. Got it. Okay, so I, the reason I ask this is because I'm frequently booking flights. In the past, I was a big traveler, and I I would oftentimes go between Kayak, Google Flights, yeah. Expedia. And it's a lot of times the aggregators don't give you the best price. So I, I would sometimes book with the airline directly. And I, I'm curious to know from a traveler's perspective, um, if, if going through your portal is going to give me the same kind of malleability, not malleability, but the same flexibility that I had uh, doing this on my own. I know that I'm not the average person, yeah. the average person booking through kayak or, um, well, I think Google flights actually, just links you to the actual, yeah. Google flights links you to yeah. the, to the actual aggregator. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so, have just as much flexibility. Um, you know, that's really what we're doing is we're building this with the user in mind. And that's why we're opting for that feature where we're going to directly on our site, give you a price comparison of what the room costs in our travel store versus what the rooms would cost if you were to use, other websites to book it and you're spot on with that right the variability in prices depending on who you book through Um, we've done tests um, we're fortunate that our team is all across the country and you know while we were doing some due diligence we were you know researching this and we've even found that depending on the city that you're in the prices of those hotel rooms will be different so it's almost like to get the best price you would have to you know, get a VPN and go to a zip code where they're offering lower prices. It's kind of wild. And one thing I'll, go ahead. sorry, one thing I'll throw out there and, and, and by the way, um, so uh, I'm part of the team. Uh, I, I would tell you that um, 
you know, if you look at my background, I am, I'm an actuary by training. I've run a number of uh, multi-billion dollar balance sheets and, you know, have always focused on kind of the technical aspects of projects, right? So one of the things that, um, you know, if you look at kind of the integration between the token and the marketplaces that Tony and John have mentioned, right, one of the things that we haven't talked about is that we expect, and we're still finalizing the economics of this, but we expect that a portion of pretty much every purchase uh, and the and the profitability of every purchase will go back into the token, right? So we're really, really um, uh, confident in our mission in not only kind of creating a, a best-in-class rewards program from a travel, from a CPG, from really from a holistic side, but not only that, but we're, we're, we're very comfortable that we will be one of the very few projects out there that will actually integrate the economics from the, uh, from the utility back into the token, right? So you have... Uh, a holder of a token knows not only do they have a really good docs management team, they've got a really smart holistic model, but they also know that they're very directly going to receive benefits of this utility in their holding of the token. And that's going to be, that's going to be formalized in a number of different ways. It's going to be more benefits for, um, for using the travel site. So we'll have additional benefits. We'll have giveaways, uh, uh, vacation giveaways. We'll have potential reflections into the token. There's a lot of different avenues to get there, right? But the, the holistic point here is just that there is a, a very significant and broad, um, you know, kind of touch point, if you will, between the token and the utility. Yeah, I definitely wanted to jump into token utilities. Uh, I so one thing that stood out about what John said to me was that you guys are basically functioning as affiliates and those affiliate rewards are getting kicked back to the community or kicked kick back to the token holders. Or uh, I, I don't know what are the ways you guys plan on utilizing it, but I, I do like that function that you've integrated. Uh, with, with the token utilities, I know that uh, I think Fat Crypto Junkie just broke them down. Is there anything else that you guys – so so – I'm I'm assuming you're going to be integrating a bunch of different incentives for people to hold the token and not just dump it. But is there anything else that you find important to highlight about the token utilities that you guys have planned? John, do you want to start and I'll, I'll jump in? Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely uh, we've talked about kind of the overall, you know, rewards and making it a, an incredibly unique and uh, just special rewards platform um you know not only in just what you can save on a, a daily weekly basis we expect you know our users especially if they're active e-commerce shoppers and they're doing a lot of shopping online i mean we expect people or if you're even just taking one trip a year we're expecting people to save hundreds to thousands of dollars a year which obviously in and of, in and of itself is is very rewarding but um you know, we do want to do a lot when it comes to uh, especially vacations. We want to do pop-up events because we want to build the culture behind this too and kind of build the movement. Um, and then we want to do an annual convention every year where we raffle off a thousand spots uh, to our users to get an all-expensive um, paid vacation where we can all come together as a community once a year, break bread, um, you know, have some personal development, uh, have a lot of fun. Um we want to do VIP experiences. We've very, very fortunate enough to have partnerships with, um, you know, uh, some very, very name brand, um, and well-known, uh, celebrities, uh, athletes, and, um, you know, 
some influencers as well. So most notably, obviously, uh, we've launched with our, our first kind of title sponsorship of Thad Moffat, who's the grandson of Richard Petty. Um, Richard Petty being the greatest race car driver, well, greatest uh, NASCAR race racer of all time. And you know, we want to create unique experiences around kind of our celebrity partnerships as well and just VIP events too. Um, ben, I'll let you jump in. I know you had more to add to that as well. Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, if you look at kind of the subcategories of some of those celebrity name brand partnerships, right, you're going to see a lot of benefits that come along with them. Obviously, we're going to have the marketing, right, the likes of Thad Moffat and his family are, are actively tweeting about us already right um as as are kind of other other partners of ours right but on top of that what it'll allow us to do is as part of the discount program we'll also in addition to kind of the amazon functionality as well as the let's call it the travelocity functionality we'll also be able to give steep discounts and experiences in meeting the petties and in in um you know checking out their um uh their charity facility victory junction and checking out their um their garage the petty garage right in in ways that you literally don't have access to in any other way right so not only are you getting discounts to items that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise but you're getting in real life experiences that you just wouldn't have access to at all right so there's a a number of different benefits there i will also go back to the economics of of vitmart and vit travel uh you know it's important to note that when you look at a business model for let's say a travelocity They've got to uh, the owners of of those um, businesses have to hit their hurdle rates uh, and and generate their salaries and profitability directly through that site. And, you know, zero sum game here. Right. If if they're paying themselves that much more. Right. Less benefit is going to the customer with us because we are building a sustainable, sustainable ecosystem through the crypto. Right. The best the biggest benefit to us is the growth of the token. So we don't we don't have anywhere close to the hurdle rates from a profitability perspective uh, within the within the travel site within the discount sites um, that our competitors would. And obviously, I shouldn't say obviously because a lot of companies would just kind of be greedy and take those benefits. What we'll be doing is bring those those um, those benefits directly to our customers again through the likes of free vacations, through the likes of greater discounts, through the likes of additional partnership, and also for more marketing, right? Because what's most important for all of us as holders and customers of the site is getting the word out as much as possible. Yeah, and, and I think, too, you know, a big thing to add here is that, um, you know, th- this business that we're talking about is do- has been done in one way, shape, or a form or another, you know, throughout history, right? If you look at companies like Amway, um, you know, I'm talking, you know, affiliate type of marketing companies out there, you know, those those companies have offered great prices, but the annoying thing about them is, is that if you sign up, they pressure you to go and talk to a hundred of your friends about it. Right. And no one wants to be that person um, out there trying to sell, you know, dishwasher detergent to everybody. This essentially um, given us the same opportunity to save everybody money, but instead of having to go out and do all this work, we're just going to be able to directly participate in that through using victory impact token. And then on top of it, we're also going to be doing it in a sense to where we're going to be making a huge impact in the economy. And that's going to be through the Bikes for Kids Foundation. Um, that program there, what we do is we go into Title I schools in the third grade. 
We have a character building book called Think Big, Work Hard, Be Kind, No Excuses. And with that book, um, the kids go through it. At the end of the semester, they write an essay on what they want to be when they grow up. And the long or the short is, is that we give all these kids a bike um, for doing that. And with that, we've been able to track the data for the past 20 years. And kids who get these bikes graduate high school at a rate of roughly 2,000% higher than kids who don't get these bikes. So, you know, with that, we're going to be making a huge local impact there. Um, we have other charities, Victory Junction, um, like Ben mentioned, that's a summer camp through Richard Petty and his team where they give child experience, childhood experiences to kids who have terminal illnesses and things like that. And, you know, in a nutshell, a kid who has a terminal illness can go to summer camp where all the kids there have the same illness he's, he does. And for one week a year, he can feel completely normal or she can feel completely normal. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable. So, you know, we're, we're looking at that as a big benefit to the project as well. You know, not only are people going to be saving money on everything that they do, um, but in return, they're also going to be giving back in a really, really big way. And, and, and Tony, that is a that is a double benefit, right? Because whereas we're very uh, keen on making sure that um, kind of less fortunate people and communities are taken care of, right? We're also, of course, very, very interested in the economics of the token, right? And as we all know, um, you know, you, you can have the greatest project in the world. But if you're not getting the word out, nobody's going to know about it. Right. And that's why we're obviously um, having AMAs like this one with, with a great with a great group here. Um, but it also accentuates the point that as we're working with charities, you know, we're doing it because we want to help their mission. But with that comes additional marketing from their team. Right. The fact that they're generating revenue for their missions uh, and we're supporting them allows them to talk more about our partnerships to tweet about our um, our uh, to, to tweet about what we're doing together, uh, just to get the word out overall to all of their constituents. So you know there is a broader benefit to helping out, of course. So certainly can't discount the uh, you know victory impacts charitable causes. I wanted to talk more about that at the end, but you guys kind of went into it. Um, okay. I. I no, no, it's it's no worries at all. I, I want to circle back really quick just to cover the last part of the tokenomics, right? Um, anything we missed in the tokenomics, I do want to talk more about the charitable impact that you guys are um, that you uh, rather the the contribution to charitable causes that you guys are going to be um, working with. Uh, but tokenomics. What are the initial tokens that are going to be allocated, right? How much capital raise will be allocated? Um, how many team tokens are there? I would love to know that breakdown, private sale, pre-sale, all that good stuff. So uh, I'll dive into uh, the first part and then I'll kick it over to uh, Fat Crypto Junkie to um, uh, take over the initial uh, token allocations. Uh, the first part I want to talk about is, I mean, we're calling it our uh, impact contribution, but uh, on every every transaction, there is a 5% tax. Um, 3% is going to go uh, towards the marketing. Um, it's a tax that's going to make the token sustainable. It's going to allow us to build out more utility. Obviously, continuous marketing, as Ben said, expansion of a, a team and making the team stronger and 
we'll do it without the need of any additional capital raises, uh, which is going to be great. So 3% will be allocated there. Uh, we have an additional 2%. Um, we're figuring out, um, you know, with that additional 2% right now, uh, we'll finalize this over the next week, uh, whether it's going to be pure 2% direct pass through for the not-for-profit, um, direct dollar for dollar, the 2% tax just goes to that wallet. Um, or we might split that, um, as we talked about, uh, you know, kind of exclusive opportunities for the community as well. We're just deciding whether or not, and then going to finalize. And we'd love, we're taking open input from the community as well, but, uh, we're, we're deciding whether we want to have that be part of the 3% marketing, um, or we want to split the other 2%, 1% to the charitable wallet, 1% to just pure community, uh, events and, um, you know, rewards offers. And then Ben, do you want to talk about an initial token allocation? Yeah, sure. So, so let's first start, start with, and by the way, if it's not obvious, my name is Ben. Um, I wasn't born fat crypto junkie, but, um, I am, I am, <laughs> I, I am in fat a fat crypto junkie. So there is that element to it. Um, if you look at kind of what we're what we're looking at from an economics perspective, I'll start out with what the raise has looked like thus far, right? So what we've committed, what we're committing to our um, to our future holders, is that we will have at least a hundred thousand dollars worth of money in in the liquidity pool, right? Day one before we do before we do anything else, we will have a hundred thousand dollars, and that is split. 80-20 between close personal relationships that are kind of high net worth or mid, mid net worth individuals that are looking at the long-term view of the token, right? So these aren't people that are typical crypto investors. They're traditional finance people that are, that kind of buy into the mission. And they're people that kind of want to see the future upside of the token because of the charity focus, because they believe in the mission, because they believe in the team. And we view them as not that we can tell anybody ever, hey, don't sell, but we can restrict their, their sales and we certainly will, right? Um, so that, that'll make up 80,000 and then 20,000 will be through white sale, uh, I'm sorry, whitelist pre-sale. So those people we will not restrict from a, um, from a liquidity perspective, right? They can technically buy an exit, but our, our expectation and hope is that a, uh, because we're distributing 80% of that allocation to, again, high net worth people that are less inclined to sell, that even if a big chunk of the, the white list were to sell, we would still be very, uh, we'd be very confident that we'd have a very, very strong base, right? That's number one. Number two is that um, because we are limiting our uh, our, the, the liquidity to the initial investors, we will have obviously just more buys, less sells, right? And we have quite a bit, quite a list of people that want to invest. Uh, in addition to the the hundred thousand that I've just mentioned, that we've told, hey, be ready for the launch because it's more important to the community that rather than having a lot of liquidity and a much higher market cap from the start, rather than that, we have huge buying pressure from people that really want to be in the project long-term the second that the project launches, right? So that kind of gives you a feel for the overall liquidity that would be going into the project. As far as the split of tokens, where we are now is that I mentioned there's kind of the high net worth, uh, close 
close friends that are more inclined to kind of stay very long term that aren't traditional crypto investors, but they're people that are excited about the mission, right? They will own with their $80,000 worth of liquidity, or I should say um, their $80,000 of, of investment, they will, they will hold about 20 to 25% of the tokens, very well diversified, no whales, nobody with large positions. You're talking about nobody holding more than, let's call it 75 to 100 basis points of the tokens at max. For the white listers I've mentioned before, that will be given, uh, we'll, we'll give away whitelist spots based off of participation, based off of just activity with the community, excitement about the project. That will be about 5 to 10% of the token allocation. We'll have people that invest in the long-term utility, so Vitmart, uh, Vitravel. Those people will have about 5% of the overall project tokens because of the utility being so connected with the token. And then we'll have for management and, um, and sustainability of the token uh, that will be well diversified amongst about, tw um, tw about 20% of the tokens will be well diversified for that ongoing management and build out. And then the final piece, the balance is about 10, 15% before we get into kind of what, what the open market will see that will be for marketing, that will be for charities, that will be for getting onto exchanges. So really kind of day one missions of how do we really succeed as a token through, again, through marketing, getting on, on, on exchanges, et cetera, that will be built out through the last 10% tokens. Finally, so I've gone through about 70%, the last 30% will be what will be available to, available to the community post-launch or, or at launch. Right, so that kind of gives you a feel for we're really we're really committed to making sure that there's a lot for the community to, community to buy. We're very it's very important to us that we have a list of people that have some uh, some real net worth to them that have no interest in leaving anytime soon, and that most importantly, or maybe just as importantly as some of those other items, that we have quite a bit of tokens allocated for uh, for the build out of, of the token that's going to go to not only the marketing and the and the exchanges but also development etc i know i said a lot there so please let me know if there's any questions john, no i uh, no, no questions at all oh sorry go ahead i was just asking john if he took notes on all <laughs> that. <laughs> no guys i mean no questions at all that was a thorough breakdown uh, actually probably the most thorough tokenomic and token allocation breakdown I've gotten on the air before. Like you, you were specific down to every percent, uh, every percentage point. So uh, hats off to you. I guess the final question for me before we talk a bit more about the charities is uh, when is the time or what does the timeline look like for your launch? When can I start using your product to book travel? Two part answer. Uh, well, <laughs> two part answer. Um, uh, as far as token launch, uh, we're currently targeting um, June 30th is our anticipated launch date. We're going to see, we'll be starting uh, the audit uh, fairly fairly soon. That's kind of the question mark to us at this point is we want to make sure we, we, we have a very credible auditing firm and we want to make sure we get through that point. Um, they are a little backlogged, so... The odd is kind of the question mark at this point, but as it stands now, we're targeting a June 30th launch. We'll make that launch official as we make it through the audit process and we have, you know, a, a true definitive timeline on that. Um, on the travel site, we anticipate going live um, 
either end of August or early September. And then we'll be launching the uh, e-commerce side of things uh, a month to two months after that. Um, they're both in beta right now, currently doing a ton of testing. Uh, they're both functional at this point. Um, our UI UX admittedly needs some work. Um, so we're working through uh, our user interface. Um, we've got a great dev team. Uh, which at the end, I'd love to give a shout out to all of our extended team members who aren't here as well. But um, our, our, our dev team's working diligently and you know we, we want a best in class user experience. We think that's gonna be everything to scalability as well. Um, so we'll never, never compromise on the product until it's perfect, we, we won't launch. Um, but tentatively, that's what we're looking at for a, for a timeline. Um, and uh, we do have work. Don't mind me adding too, John. Yep. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things I want to add to is the consumer store that we're going to have there. Um, there is intentionality behind the time of year. We want to launch that coming right into the holidays. Um, we think it could be a great opportunity for people to save money. Um, and by consumer store, we mean everything, like everything from diapers to, you know, Apple iPads, you know, where there's going to be people out there who want to buy gifts and, you know, we'll be able to save them money on all those gifts they buy people. We'll, uh, we'll have, we'll have over 200 million SKUs at launch uh, uh, item. And that's one thing that's going to be unique about the shopping experience too, for those of those who've done cashback shopping experiences online, namely Rakuten being kind of the, the biggest in the space. Um, we, we find that to be a very cumbersome product, uh, process like going through having to go store by store and compare discounts from store to store like that that's not a shopping experience that any consumer likes um you know we do we we will have um you know a very very smooth seamless amazon s shopping experience where you'll search by item you'll you'll type in a search you won't have to go store to store and compare discounts and compare what your cash back would look like so it'll be a different shopping experience, but it, it will have, um, you know, hundreds of millions of SKUs and growing, um, which kind of leads to the next point. And I know it wasn't really the question asked, but I do want to talk about future dev too. Uh, we never are going to be complacent. Um, that's not in our DNA as a management team. Um, we want to keep expanding and, and truly making this best in class. Um, you know, we, we will be tackling uh, Q1 of 2024. Um already developing the partnerships, but as far as actually putting the web two dev piece in place, um, you know, Q1 2024, we want to have in-person shopping where, you know, at, uh, at least, at least domestically internationally, we'll be able to support the travel and, and e-commerce, um, domestically in the States, just cause that's where our closest relationships and, uh, between Tony and myself lie. And, uh, we will be tackling in-store, uh, being, you know, namely grocery store uh, rebate offers. And then we're also going to be expanding yeah, so to uh, the gas pump, to to the that, gas pump as well. No, sorry. And a big, big way that'll happen, um, we think, is that, you know, there's existing infrastructures out there that allow us to see, um, you know, transaction data that people have. And, you know, we can plug into existing networks that we have where all you need to do is use your credit card, you know, at, call it Kroger or, you know, the gas pump. And by doing so, you're going to be getting victory impact token rewards. Yeah. Well, Are you guys planning on launching your own credit card? So, yeah, I mean, it, uh, we're, yeah. we are thinking about it. Yeah. Um, no, no timeline, not really a lot of, 
a lot of intentionality behind that now, but yeah, it's been, been a topic of conversation. Um, you know, long-term, long-term dev too, you know, obviously we, we're going where our strengths lie and our connections lie and where we've been, you know, very fortunate to have, you know, much deeper connections um, already in the rewards industry and the consumer packaged goods industry. Um, but, you know, my connections lie heavily in the insurance space too. We've got some very innovative stuff that we have in long-term dev in the insurance space, um, which would be truly first of its kind to, um, you know, blockchains everywhere in the insurance space. But uh, the idea of, bringing an actual cryptocurrency into the insurance space. We have some unique ideas around that um, for long-term dev too. So yeah, we've, we've got a lot of, a lot of future plans. Um, uh, credit card is one of them, um, you know, making a huge impact in the insurance space is another, but we haven't put a lot of intentionality behind that now. Uh, just, uh, you know, just down the road, we want to make sure we get everything perfect first. Uh, each step, we won't move on to the next. We don't want to be distracted. Yes. And let, let me, John, if you don't, if you don't mind, one thing that's really important to add here, um, you know, we've talked a lot about Vit Travel, Vit Mart, and, you know, you, you're hearing a lot of cool stuff, 200 million plus SKUs, the addition of a lot of kind of partner products and in real life experiences that uh, you won't be necessarily getting with, um, you know, the, the traditional competitors, you know, and, and that sounds, you know, I think we've all seen in the crypto space. There's a lot of promises that are made that don't come to fruition. And, hey, how can I rely on this this utility actually being built if it's not being if it's not built yet? One thing I'll tell you very clearly is that we I've mentioned before that we raised eighty thousand dollars from high net worth individuals to start out with. Um, to fund liquidity in the token and we'll be raising another 20k through a whitelist what i did not mention is that we've also on top of those numbers raised 225 uh, $225,000 for the build out of the of the um of the company right so as you can appreciate with that raise and that's partially going to marketing that's partially going to development that's partially going to the build out of the rewards program and the rewards that come with it but as you can appreciate i mean if you look at not only a very a very seasoned and impressive doxed professional um, management team but also the money that we've raised uh, that kind of correlates with the build out of that of that marketplace I think you'll see very clearly that this is not a, a kind of get it done for a day launch a token and then walk away this is a we are building a long-term company that we expect will be up there with some of the biggest names in the market and that's ultimately our commitment to you that uh, with that with that raise with these professional people that you can look up on you can look up on LinkedIn in, look at their backgrounds, etc. That you know, this is this is going to be around for a long time. And Ben, can yeah, I add one really more point? And then, uh, oh, sorry. No. Yeah, of course, of course. All right. Yeah, I pr promise. Last time we'll cut you off too. <laughs> uh, ben, I just want to add one more point to that. Um, I mean, you mentioned we are fully doxed, uh, and not only are we fully doxed, but you know, we have we have large national businesses that we're running currently um, with you know, pretty solid value valuations. We have everything to lose. We wouldn't, <laughs> we will never be, uh, and, and I know everybody in this call has been rug pulled before. And, um, you know, obviously with the prevalence of, uh, well, you know, altcoins we'll call them, even though uh, we should call them different by a different term. We've, we've all had uh, low cap, low cap tokens with no real management team, um, you know, usually anonymous and no utility behind them. 
and meme coins still remain popular. Like, uh, this is, this is not that we have a long-term business plan. Uh, we feel like we have to execute it because it's our name and reputations and, and frankly, the reputations of our other businesses on the line. Um, and Ben mentioned the raise of capital so far. Uh, most of the, the overwhelming majority of that capital is, uh, come from the team itself. Uh, our actual executive team members, um, you know, represent that capital. We've actually put our own money where our mouth is. So gentlemen, really quick, given that you guys have, you guys have a vast number of connections in the U S and you're building out initially in the U S um, do you worry about the bit token being uh, classified as security Simply because you guys are doing a token raise, and um, I mean, no. typically rewards tokens don't have a raise uh, associated with them. You just, you know, you sign up for the account, you earn the rewards as you fly. In the case of United, for example, or shop. In the case of Amazon, uh, but would love to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, so that's an awesome question, Noah, and something we put a lot of time uh, and energy into. So we we have hired a very very credible um, a firm that. Uh, works very closely. Um, they've actually worked on other crypto projects as well. Uh, Harris Beach is the name of the firm. Um, they are uh, a multi-branch uh, New York State firm, definitely on the forefront on the crypto regulation side of things. So I, I did want to clarify one thing. Uh, on the raise side, that's actual pure capital. Um, that raise isn't going into the token. We are not using any token raise. Um, any actual token raise is going straight into liquidity. We are not using that for the project. Uh, that's actually just U.S. dollars, again, namely mostly from us, that's uh, put into the corp um, that's funding out the build-out of of our actual core business. That'll all be regular U.S. dollars. Um, we also feel like we've gotten good clarity on the tax portion and that not, you know, we're not using the value of the token raising, uh, rising. Um, to fund any part of the project. The token tax, obviously being a separate thing, has no, the, the value of the token has no bearing on, you know, the, the transaction tax, uh, which will ultimately be funding future dev and future marketing. It has no bearing on that. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of that tax is going to be come, come from people actually using the marketplace directly and the utility of that marketplace. So we, we do feel very confident. Um, now, obviously, uh, you know, no one knows what Gensler's thinking. I don't think Gensler knows what he's thinking. Um, so uh, it'll always be a big question mark looming over the U.S. market. Um, I, I think we're, I think we're very well prepared. And uh, you know, down the road, if it does come that we have to, have to have a battle, we're we're fully fully prepared both mentally, um, and uh, and we feel financially too to you know have a knockdown dragout battle, uh, you know, a la Ripple if we have to, um, but. We feel very confident that we have protections in place that, um, you know, will will be there and give us a strong strong case if if that uh, bullseye ever does come to us. Yeah, John. The only thing I would add to that, and it, it, as as you said, no, it's a it's a great question and something that we all in the crypto community are are constantly thinking about. 
Um, what we can tell you is that in, in being advised by a top tier crypto law firm, crypto focused law firm, or at least a top tier crypto focused partner at a top law firm, um, we've, the, the approach we've taken is taken instruction on what we can and can't do to, um, to mitigate the most risk as possible. So for instance, um, one of the things, one of the mistakes I would say that a lot of cryptos do is they take liquidity, um, you know, they'll, they'll take on I mentioned we're taking on 100 grand of liquidity, but they only put 75 of it into the liquidity pool and use the balance of $25,000 to fund the project. That, you know, based off the advice we've been given, and it's one of the many things that we've been told that we're following, that that would kind of immediately put it in the high risk bucket, right? So what we commit can commit is A, that we're talking with the right people. B, that we're always going to be on the lowest tier of risk relative to the other projects out there because we're talking to the right people. And then the final point to John to John's point is that if we end up in a situation where pretty much every crypto or at least every altcoin becomes a security, we will be perceived as like the last one in the totem pole of of companies uh, of of tokens rather that um, the SEC is going to go after, and we will be absolutely prepared both from a mindset perspective, from a partner perspective, and from a funding perspective to deal with those challenges. I'd love to hear yeah, that, I think gentlemen. Yeah, on the call, too. We, we see what's happening with Gensler. That's just the last thing I'll say is that, uh, you know, I think Gensler had his time under the lights and he got to do some things. But ultimately, the way it's all settling out is that a lot of people just don't agree with what he's doing. And, you know, we're not going to throw shots across the bow. But I think the advantage we have right now is just time on our hands. And, you know, we're, we're excited to use it. Yeah, that last hearing was a doozy. Um, we we actually <laughs> covered it on we we covered it yesterday. Um, it almost AMA. made me want to go get a Corona and watch it. You know. Sorry, my mic button was getting stuck here. I mean, yeah, but again, not to go on on too much of a tangent, but it, it was. <laughs> It was really interesting to see him tiptoe around a lot of questions. We had Ron Hammond on yesterday. He was a lobbyist, and we went into uh, into depth about kind of uh, his approach. And uh, he, he might be around to stay. I mean, he might he might be around for a while. But anyway, I mean, either way, it sounds like you guys are prepared. It sounds like you guys have done your homework. Uh, this has been one of um, one of the better AMAs, much better AM, like one of the best AMAs that I've hosted in a while. So it's been a pleasure having you guys on. I have some community members. I know we didn't talk more about the charities. We're running out of time here, and I want to let my community members come on and ask you guys questions. But again, hats off to all the hard work that you guys have done in this awesome presentation. It's been a pleasure talking to you all. You've had um, you've had great answers for all my questions, and and even have even gotten to um, very specific detail regarding tokenomics. So uh, appreciate that, Aisha. You, you've been waiting patiently, ma'am. The the mic is yours. Yeah. Thanks, Noah. Okay. I'm curious to know whether you are developing your own booking engine for bid travel or utilizing an open source web to booking engine. Additionally, will you be incorporating any AI technology into your booking engine to improve performance and make it easier for users to find and book the best travel related services on the platform? Yeah, thank you, Aisha, too. Uh, phenomenal question. Um, uh, so we, we, it is a custom engine, um, but we do have open source components. Um, on the AI piece, at, at this point, we have no AI integration. Um, 
it's it's something that we have talked about um our our lead dev i mean uh he's he's been diving in um you know really uh and he he's a top tiered uh cto who's been a part of some major projects um something that we're talking about but honestly uh we're not really diving in fully at this time uh future dev absolutely 1000 percent. i feel like we have to um we have to future proof this um initially we want to just get a great functioning site very similar to what somebody would be used to um you know already out there uh, and, and just kind of have that familiarity uh but down the road absolutely uh we've we've talked about it we've had some you know fairly deep discussions about it, but we've, we've done no AI implementation yet. And to be honest with you, Aisha, um, with all these, like we, we've looked at some of these AI generators that you've been talking about, um, it'll actually work into our advantage because if these code protocols are going to scrape the internet to find the best travel deals, chances are that it'll be driving people to our VIT travel or, you know, VIT Mart in the consumer space. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. Thank you so much for answering my question. Thank you, Aisha. I appreciate it. Great question. Thank you, Aisha. And we have Venice up next. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Noah. Okay, uh, I'm curious to know that uh, what are the plans in place to handle any issues or complaints that may arise during or after travel bookings made through VIT travel, such as flight cancellations or hotel booking errors, or if someone wants to uh, end their bookings of uh, hotel if they do and they want to uh, refund their uh, their uh, cashback they um, they they used for booking or for the flight booking or for the hotel booking. Yeah, great. Uh, great question. Um, we do have a do have a customer service team in place. Um, admittedly, right now that is a, a third party customer service team. Uh, we do anticipate um, as we as we grow and scale, we'll bring that all in house um, and have true full time employees. Uh, ideally, uh, we're, we're going to, uh, even as it is now, currently it is a 24 seven helpline, uh, knowing that we will probably have international, uh, international bookings. So, uh, we do have a customer support team in place. Um, as far as, uh, handling, handling rebates that will all be held at the customer support level. Uh, we'll have, uh, we're using Zendesk on kind of the email support drop ticket side of things, um, just from a, a software standpoint, um, and then we have, you know, real live, uh, a real live customer support team uh, that we've that we've built out. And, and I will add, John, that so we mentioned before that John and I are both ex- executives in the insurance space. Um, what you have to appreciate is that when you're dealing with policyholders um, and their beneficiaries that are calling up in literally life and death situations where people are, you know, calling up, Hey, my grandmother just passed away. I, I, I need, I need the money that's come that's kind of coming to me through my, through my grandmother's insurance policy to survive, to pay for her funeral expenses, etc. You're dealing with customers that are in kind of a, a tough state, of course. And, you know, both of our backgrounds is making sure that those people are taken care of. Right. So you can appreciate 
leveraging that not only the team that John just mentioned, but leveraging that focus on on making sure your customer is okay in in tough situations gives us even more ability than you'd normally expect in handling. Um, you know, consumer complaints and challenges. And, you know, that's one point. The other one is that you can appreciate we we're very customer focused, right? We all acknowledge on this call that if we don't have customers, if we don't have a following, if people don't like what we're doing, we're going to fail. Right. So I'm not I'm not suggesting you should buy items and immediately call up and try to get some some benefit out of it. Right. Hey, I, I you know, I want two items instead of one type situation. But I can certainly commit to you that we're going to do absolutely the best job possible to make sure that our customers are taken care of in a positive manner. Okay, uh, that's really a great answer to my question. Uh, it's uh, uh, it, it clears all my uh, queries. So thank you so much for answering it as well. Thank you, Venice. Appreciate Our it. Pleasure. Great question. Thanks, Venice. We have Captain Levi up next. Yeah. Um. Thanks, Noah. I, I love the idea behind, you know, your marketplace. You've done really great explanation so far. I just did not see anything about integration with cards, you know, concerning the fact that um, you guys would definitely scale up and um, you would definitely um, hopefully have um, the VIT card one day um, where you partner with, you know, many, many um, travel and market um, organizations. Mm -hmm. um, are there any plans to integrate a MasterCard and Visa cards so people can, you know, pay through their cards, but still earn rewards? Yep. Uh, great, great question as well. Um, and uh, by the way, huge attack on Titans fans. So uh, great, great name. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I had to nerd out for a second. But um, uh, yeah, uh, on the actual booking site, um, both uh, uh, booking site for travel and then for the e-commerce site, uh, you'll actually make the purchase initially with a MasterCard and Visa. Again, we want to make the on-ramp initially as easy as possible and be as frictionless and um, try to remove any barriers to entry. So it'll be a one-way uh, Visa, MasterCard, American Express right now uh, and Discover. You can go on and book your travel with those cards just like you would normally. You can go on and purchase goods just like you would normally with those cards. You know, eventually we we want to have a broader integration with those partners um, Uh on the VIT reward side of things, but right now it's just kind of a, a one way. The cards will will be you can you can use the cards to book. Um, so, yeah, great great question again too. Um, you know, initially it's it's really just going to be a, a basic integration, but down the road we want to form, of course, broader partnerships with you know with with big companies like that. Wow, thank you very much for the detailed answers to the question. I'm also glad that you're also an um, Attack on Titans fan like me. Um, I wish you guys the very best, and I really hope that Victory Impact stays bullish onward. Thanks a lot, Noah. Over to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Captain Levi. I, I still need to watch Attack on Titan. My buddy is obsessed with that show, and I haven't gotten around to watching it, so... My uh, my 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 son got me into it, and um, it's uh, man, it, it'll get you hooked quickly. I'll have to get over to uh, whatever streaming service is offering it and check it out. Uh, Rahmat, you are the last audience member of the day with questions, sir. The mic is yours. Yeah, thank you, Noah. 
Okay, after in your after watching your YouTube video, I learned that you are also considering offering discounts and reward points to the customers who make in-store purchases. So I'm curious to know how you plan on implementing this. Will you be partnering uh, partnering up with the brick and mortar stores, and if so, how will this collaboration going to work? Yes, absolutely. We we uh, great question. Um, that that's on our timeline um, for Q1 2024. Uh, will be brick and mortar. Initially, it's just going to be in the United States. Um, again, uh, that's where our deepest contacts lies. We we want to bring it international, um, and, and some and some of those partners will end up being international brands, and we'll have have integrations internationally. But you know, initially, uh, our focus is going to be on the U.S. market, and that'll be you know the predominant amount of stores will will definitely be U.S. first. Um, again, we hope to be able to expand that as time goes on but initially it would be be a u.s launch awesome awesome thank you so much thank you so much for answering over to you now uh, i should probably uh, bring one more point to that the, the way it'll work um you know we, we're uh just loosely right now um and we, we've kicked around a couple of ideas but we think the most most user-friendly will be to um uh use uh, take a picture of the receipt and then you know much like you would kind of like coupon like you would with coupons take a picture of the receipt at any of those stores um and then it'll it'll link to your your vet account and, and, and john if you don't mind me adding some clarity there right like i have a lot of experience with this when it comes to my beverage company um big thing we're searching for right is more sales so there's these programs that exist to where we tell a marketplace like hey <clears throat> If you guys help facilitate cans of Coaqua, we'll give X amount of percentage of that sale to you as a commission. So what we're essentially doing is, is that we're taking that commission that would typically go to someone who's selling on behalf of a company, and we're giving it directly to the people who hold our tokens. So instead of the commission going to another company, um, we're just giving it to the people who are using our ecosystem. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. Guys, uh, one question I forgot to ask is, what chain are you building on? Good, uh, good question. For us, it, it was it was such an easy easy answer. Um, Ethereum. Uh, being that being that safety and security is everything. Um, ERC twenty was you know for us building on ETH was our our only option. Um, you know we. We, even though we were huge fans, um, you know, me, me particularly, I love, I love Algorand. I love Solano. I, I love everything about what they've done. Um, but ETH is a Goliath. I mean, uh, the market cap, uh, you know, being just a hundred X bigger than, than most of the other viable, uh, uh, networks that we could have built on. Um, it, it was the only layer one as far as we were concerned. And we know, obviously, um, you know, gas is still an issue. Um, not, not, not like it was in the last bull run, but, uh, you know, gas is still an issue. We know, no, it's not perfect from a transaction time. We're, we're confident in the team at ETH too long-term. We've already seen what we've done, what they've been able to do with just such major upgrades, which are not an easy, easy lift by any means. Um, we, we have faith that the sharding is going to help, um, decrease those gas fees. And, uh, you know, within, we, we have some, uh, have some stuff dev wise that we're working on too that we think 
you know, can alleviate at least for our consumers to uh, any any pain points uh, for, from the ETH gas. Yeah, I mean, so, so, sure, guys. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, said simply, we were more, we were less worried about someone having to pay a little more of a transaction fee than we were about someone not being able to make a trade at all, right? And, <laughs> exactly. and, and we've seen the problems that some of the other level ones have had. We were we were not risking that with our holders, with our communities. So uh, completely agree on everything John said. So, so sure, guys, complete, uh, I completely agree with you on Ethereum security, and I'm a, I'm a big ETH. I mean, majority of my portfolio is Bitcoin and ETH, just for disclosure. Um, but why not pick a – so I, I don't see ETH gas fees being pennies on the dollar anytime ever uh, unless something drastic changes. And this is just uh, – this is my opinion. Like I'm just sharing it with you guys. Why not – why not go with a layer two or a side chain like Polygon, like Arbitrum, like Optimism uh, that benefit from each security, but also don't have those egregious gas fees? So just curious to know what your thought processes, uh, thought processes behind that. So I'll, I'll, I'll jump in, John, feel free, or everybody else on the team, feel free to comment as well. Um, you know, it's not just about the trading fees to us. It's about, it's, a, it's about um, giving our holders a comfort that they're going, to, they're going to be with the right token, right? And I can tell you, like, we all, everybody on this call um kind of knows what poly is knows what the, the cross chain like i mean the, we we know crypto we also know that most people don't know crypto and even the people the majority the large majority of people that own crypto don't know crypto right so we felt in speaking about it through the team because it was certainly a big consideration of ours we felt that in kind of telling the story about the token telling people why they should be holders, telling people why they should be confident to hold this token, that there would not be liquidity concerns, trading concerns, etc. We felt that the strongest case to be made was to just have, you know, the, the literal number one top level one token out there, which is why we ultimately chose Ethereum. Beautiful. Guys, uh, we're, we're a bit over, but I really wanted you guys to get the full hour in. I thought this was a great AMA. I thought you had awesome answers for all my questions and if there are any closing thoughts for our community for our audience before we wrap things up go ahead and share them now otherwise it's been a pleasure i look forward to your launch I look forward to using the product um and i wish you guys all the best of luck i uh, just want to say thank you to all the community members for hopping on uh thank you wales noah thank you for your time awesome host too much much appreciated thank you for your patience uh with our rambling as well noah um we uh we're excited obviously about the project so uh Sometimes we might go a little overboard, but we just appreciate everybody so much. I just do want to do one quick shout out and I won't name everybody individually, but I want to give a shout out to our broader team as well. Um, without them, we're nothing. Uh, we may be the face of the organization, but um, anybody who's run a company knows that, you know, the, the people behind the scenes are the ones that make the magic happen. So just, just shout out to our broader team, uh, particularly our dev team. Uh, thank you guys for the hard work. Our marketing team uh, also thank you for the hard work. Uh, we, we just really appreciate you guys. And with the last thing I'd add is, um, you know, obviously I think everyone here has kind of heard what we're capable of. We'd really love you for you to join our social media, keep on following project progress. So our Twitter is at victory on ETH. 
and our telegram is um, t.me slash victory impact. So we've posted it in this chat in the um, in the pinned the pinned notes. But we'd, we'd really appreciate everybody joining the community. And of course, as you have questions, comments, we're always open ears for for that, that um, community outreach and conversation. Right on uh, audience members. Remember to follow the Victory Impact Twitter account, join their Telegram channel, engage their stuff. We're going to be doing a couple more posts about them in the future, so keep your eyes peeled for those. And remember that everything you hear on the Aquarium and WhaleCoin Talk is meant for educational purposes only. Nothing is financial advice, so be safe out there. And we'll see you all on the next one very soon. We have another AMA currently underway. Uh, Acti is hosting that, so if you want to switch over to uh, the whale coin talk account which acti is manning i will be there as well and then we have our aquarium uh socratic style panel discussion on the latest meme coin craze coming up at noon so see you all soon take care thanks everybody